Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. He's Tanner Hendrickson, and I'm Brandon Kylie. Very happy right now to go out to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line to be joined by a former assistant to the general manager, a special assistant to the GM down in Houston with the Astros. He is Kevin Goldstein joining us via the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Kevin, we sincerely appreciate the time today. How are you doing, my friend? I've just been called a celebrity, so I'm feeling pretty good about myself. Great. We like to make sure our guests feel very, uh, very pumped up on the show, Kevin. So you are a celebrity to us. <laughs> your, your, your bar is low. Well, you know what? Well, we set it really high for you. So I, I'm curious. The reason why I wanted to reach out to you is because I was reading over on Fangraphs the other day, and you had an excellent article kind of bringing us inside the conversations that are taking place inside of a front office right now as we're about a month away now from the trade deadline. What is this time like for our listeners that have not been in that room? What is this time like for somebody that is in a front office kind of looking for uh, some reinforcements for their roster? It's a frustrating time to be honest with you. Late June's always, always kind of a mess. You know, you definitely have your, your scouts and your player evaluators, uh, identifying trade targets, tracking those trade targets, watching every at bat or every pitch they throw, and 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 trying to make sure they're they're right about them and that these these are guys you want to acquire. But in terms of actually acquiring them, it's really hard to do in late June, and and it's not that teams aren't trying. Obviously, there are you know quote unquote buyers out there right now who have very specific needs that, that would like to fix them yesterday, and there are quote unquote sellers right now who have players available. And those players are available today, but you know, everyone, the prices are very, very high in late June. Everyone's kind of waiting for market expansion. And, you know, a great example is the Cardinals. You don't know, you know, maybe the Cardinals suddenly win eight out of 10, think they're back in it. They become big time buyers again. If you're a seller, you're going to wait on that possibility. Instead of having five teams calling you about that reliever who might help someone out, all of a sudden you have 10 people calling you and, and, so teams really do wait it out. So there's lots of phone calls going on right now, lots of conversation, a truckload of texts, but but not a whole lot is moving. Kevin, when do you hit that breakthrough moment for some clarity, I guess, in teams that can make moves? Like as, as a general manager and assistant to the general manager, when you're sitting there and you're waiting for July 31st to hit, is there like a breakthrough moment where like, okay, now it's starting to get a little clearer for us? Um, it, it really depends on what's out there. You know, I think there are, you know, right now there are plenty of teams where they might not make a decision on, on which direction they're even going until the last week of July. 
you know, right now, you know, the Angels are playing really good. They're still under 510 games out in the West, but it, it, they would they have starting pitching guys with expiring contracts, guys like Alex Cobb and Andrew Haney, who might be of real interest, but they're not available right now. So you might not even know they're available and say July 20th, you know, and, and teams really wait until the last moment sometimes to make these kind of buy-sell decisions. And if you look at the standings right now, we're in kind of a unique spot where there's plenty of teams that I think you'd have to call bubble teams. And so it's, it's a really tough waiting game. You need at some point to say, look, we have this deal in front of us. We can get it done now. Do we want to do that or do we want to wait? And that's, that's always the toughest decision. Kevin, one thing that I, I'm interested in finding out what the Cardinals are going to do here because they're in a bit of a bind. They, they're not going to be a seller this year. They've got Adam Wainwright. They've got Yadier Molina and what could be their last year here in St. Louis. They just traded for Nolan Arenado. They've got Paul Goldschmidt in the back end of his prime. This, this is a team that believes it can win right now. So when you're in a spot like they are where they've lost 16 of their last 22, there's almost some urgency that has to take place. Have you ever been a part of a front office that felt that urgency around this time of the year? And if so, how do you try to, I guess, both avoid and also maybe even talk yourself into making a trade to at least get you to the deadline and then maybe reassess once you get there? Yeah, it's a tough thing to do. And then you do kind of have to, you try to put away those, those kind of biases and those kind of immediacy thoughts and think about where your team is right now overall and where you can take them as opposed to worrying about what happened last night. Uh, you know, it, it, it's a tough thing that you always got to kind of remind yourself. One game is, you know, 0.6% of the season. And so you can't kill yourself over one game. But I think if you look at the Cardinals right now, um, there are clear things to address. Now, they're a very strange team, guys. Like, there's no other way to put it. Um, you know, if you look at right now, this team is last in the National League and on base percentage. And that's a bad thing. You know, the Cardinals as a whole are the most likely team to make an out when someone steps to the plate. It's a good way of looking at it. And as an inverse, they're also last in the league in far of giving up walks as pitchers. And so there's a, there's a real you know, kind of balance there where they're not getting on base. They're allowing too many of their opponents to get on base. And you know, as much as I think they need a bat, I also think they need to address their bullpen. Like right now, other than Giovanni Gallegos, who generally throws strikes, it's a bunch of walk machines. And, and you know, you're going to give your manager an ulcer, first of all. But like, you know, we, we have all these relievers who come in and just start walking guys and putting guys on base and creating stress situations. It's just an untenable situation, and I think they need to adjust their pen as much as they need to adjust their offense. Kevin, when you look at this team, and look, everyone has aspirations to win the World Series, but John Mozalek has talked about next season being a season that if it doesn't work out this year, they feel like they're much closer with some of the talent they have in the system. When you look at this team, do you feel like there's a move that can really help them this season because of all of the injuries they've dealt with? I, I, mean, I do. I think they should, they, you know, maybe getting someone to, to give him a little bit of more slug in the outfield. You know, Tyler O'Neill's been good. Dylan Carlson's been good. Uh, Harrison Bader's always struck me as more as a fourth outfielder. And getting, you know, an everyday outfielder provides a little bit of danger at the plate would be good. And again, addressing that bullpen. I mean, the good news if you're the Cardinals is that you're in the National League Central. And the National League Central has four pretty good teams in the Brewers, the Cubs, the Reds, and the Cardinals. None of them are great. They're all pretty good, and they all have very clear holes that they need to address. But any of those teams capable of winning 10 out of 15 as they are losing 10 out of 15, it's going to come down to what teams do over 
the next five weeks to figure out you know who's going to be able to separate themselves a little bit and put themselves in a position to maybe win the division because it's pretty clear at this point that you have to win this division to make the postseason. The wild card's not coming out of the National League Central. Former Astros special assistant Kevin Goldstein is our, jo- our guest here on 101 ESPN. You can follow him on Twitter at his name, Kevin underscore, underscore Goldstein. You can also check out his articles. He's writing for fan graphs now. There have been some really good pieces so far this year and enjoy reading his work over at fan graphs. Uh, Kevin, I, I wonder... How would you evaluate the job that John Mozeliak has done and this front office as a whole has done over the last couple of seasons? You get Nolan Arenado, obviously that's a big-time acquisition. Same thing with Paul Goldschmidt. But the talent evaluation is certainly something that's come under some scrutiny here in St. Louis. How do you, as, as somebody that has a little bit of a neutral observation for this, how would you evaluate the job this front office has done over the last few years? I, mean, I think overall they've been good. You know, I wouldn't say great, but I think it's been good. Um, the, the Arenado deal was just a great deal. At the same time, you know, as much as we might like Paul Goldsmith, Paul Goldsmith is 33 years old. He's a declining player, and he got a hell of a lot of money committed to him through 2024. And I think that's a concern. Um, I think one of the more interesting questions is some of the decisions they've made about their own prospects. You know, Randy Rosarena was a Cardinal. Uh, Adoles Garcia, who you see going off with the Rangers right now, was a Cardinal. Uh, and these guys just kind of went away for, for very little. And you start to wonder about, you know, their, how they're dealing with their own prospects in terms of their internal evaluations. And they've made some mistakes there. Uh, and, and I think that's some of the thing that's really the most glaring. I think they're very good at, at big league roster construction. I, I just don't think they've done the best job with their own prospects identifying who can be a part of this team and who's really not going to be a big leaguer. Kevin, as I'm sure you've heard from fans in the past with your work in the front office, you know, when things aren't going well, fans would like to put the blame and start firing people saying, oh, well, this guy needs to go or that guy needs to go. From a front office perspective, when do you actually start looking at the option of, okay, maybe we need to do a shakeup in terms of some some um, some job job shifting guys moved around? Uh, you know, I, I, I think it's something you probably don't think about too much. You know, at time, I mean, baseball's such a hard thing, and, and these are human beings, and baseball players change in dramatic ways. And, and more importantly, and I think this certainly applies to the Cardinals when you think about where they are, especially on the pitching side, dudes get hurt. Like, it's not anyone's fault in the Cardinals' front office that all these players are on the disabled list. You know, it's not like they made, made bad decisions, and injuries tend to just come in waves, and, and I don't even think it's proper to blame your training staff. I, I think at times you just have to say, hey, this didn't work out. I think that the Minnesota Twins are a very good front office, but I think they need to look at their season this year and go, you know what, a lot of things went bad for us, didn't work out, we'll reboot for next year. But I don't sit there and go, oh, the Twins are dumb and they need to change things. I, this is just how baseball works. It's, it's absolutely, without question, the most frustrating of all the major sports, and it, it has the most variance to it. It's one of those things where, you know, I think baseball fans as a whole are miserable because even if you're the best team in baseball, 50-something times a year, you're going to go to bed saying we lost. And so it, it, it's a tough thing to do. I, I don't think there's any sort of shakeup necessary in St. Louis. I think things just haven't worked out for them this year as well as they'd want them to. And it's not like they've been in disaster. You know, they're not that far out of things right now. One hot streak and they're, they're right back in it. They're only five and a half out. I don't think there's a time to panic. It's interesting you say that because there's a lot of panic taking place right now in St. Louis. As Heck, you, I did it earlier, Kevin. 
as you can probably imagine, when you lose 16 of 22 in some markets, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get them later on. Maybe they're able to bounce back. In St. Louis, this is the big ticket item. There is no, like when you were in Houston, if the Astros had a rough season, well, uh, you talk about the Texans. You talk about the Rockets, right? There's other things that are taking place. The, the Cardinals are the topic of conversation here in St. Louis. And so when you lose 16 out of 22, that's the only talking point. Uh, Kevin, the big thing here locally that people have been talking about when we mentioned the coaching shakeup potential of course it goes back to the hitting coach when you think about a hitting coach from where you were sitting in the front office how much impact does that actually have on a day-to-day operation side of things quite a bit it's, it's, it's a very important aspect it, it, it's you know we can talk about the importance of a hitting coach in terms of you know working with a hitter and and you know utilizing technology and talking about better approaches and improving swing mechanics things like that there's also a huge aspect of a hitting coach of getting in a player's head uh, and under, have him understand what he's doing is right or wrong and, and then have him walk up to the plate thinking, I'm going to do the right thing here. And uh, hitting coaches and managers uh, and a coaching staff as a whole has a much larger impact than people think. I don't, I think it's silly to judge managers by, you know, just kind of the, the in-game strategy pieces you see and, and when they went to the pen or who they chose to pitch it. I think that's really 10% of it. You know, an entire staff's job is to get the best possible performance out of their players. And, and I think that's where you need to measure these things. And it's just, it's just easy. Like we saw it in Arizona. It's easy to fire the hitting coach. It's easy. That's the easy thing to do, but it's not necessarily the answer. Kevin, final question that I've got for you. If I put you in the Cardinals front office today and you were in charge of trying to get this thing turned around, what, what would be some of the priorities that you would look at? Uh, again, the priority would be the bullpen. Uh, I would definitely try to find, you know, there's not, it's not a great market. It's not going to be a great market for starting pitching, but I do think there are some depth starters that would help your situation. So power bat, depth starter, bullpen help. I like it. Kevin, thanks so much for the time today. We'll be reading your work over at Fangraphs. We'll be following you on Twitter at Kevin underscore Goldstein. Thanks so much for hopping on with us today. We'll talk with you again soon. Thanks, guys.